Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Clutch Talk podcast slash YouTube slash we do it all. As always, I'm your host, John. Very happy to be here. We got a very special guest with us. We got my boy in the house with us, man. We got another NBA YouTube content creator, man. My guy, Top Notch, man. How you doing, my boy? I'm doing great, man. On this beautiful Sunday, um, my favorite player in the NBA is doing good right now. Russell Westbrook, I'm ready for the show, man. Let's get it. Oh, man, y'all heard that off the top, man. Our guy said Yo, y'all his favorite it. player is Russell Westbrook, man. So, you know, we come in with major controversy in this episode. Um, right, right right, off the top of it, man, let me go ahead and tell the family out there. Uh, I am a little sick, man, so if my voice sounds a little different, man, I do do apologize for that. But um, as always, you know, me, me and my boy Top Notch, we're here to bring that fire content. You ready, my boy, to get into it? Let's get it. I'm ready, bro. I'm ready, man. I'm locking ready. Let's get it. All right, let's get it. Let's get it. Today is uh December 4th, Sunday. Um, so just for all the for all, you know, anybody out there, you know, trying to timestamp us, you know, don't don't get on us. Something happened after this, man. But let's go ahead for and sure, kick, for sure. let's kick it off with the first segment. And that is the news segment, man. So uh, we're just gonna talk about some news and uh, you know it's going around the league recently. Uh one of the latest signings we've seen, uh Kemba Walker get signed by the Dallas Mavericks, man. Uh so I just want to you know get your thoughts on that move, you know, what you think about that. So to be honest with you, with that move, I seen it and I see what they're trying to do. You know, with the loss of Jalen Brunson during the offseason to New York, they needed another ball dominant point guard to play with Luca. And there's not much free agents. There's not much moves they can really do at the moment. So they got they try to add Kemba, you know, with a free agent on the way. Well, not a free role. He was a free agent. You bring him in. But the problem is Kemba Walker has a knee problem. And they a report came out that they said his knee is still messed up like it's still not 100 percent. and i mean kemba walker is another ball handler like could free um some stress off luca but is he really the deal i mean the last couple seasons he hasn't even done anything and if you're getting cut by teams that are not even in the playoffs and teams that are not really that good to have much depth on their teams it's a problem so I, i'm not really on the signing to be honest with you man i'm not at all yeah and I'm- and and I want to say this: like, when is he gonna ever? When is he gonna play? We don't know his um, health status at the moment. You know, with, the, with that recent report, he could possibly be out for a while. And Dallas needs to stack winning games now because the West is going to get tough uh, later on into the season. So, I'm not into that at all. Yeah, I'm. I'm not gonna lie, my boy. I'm right there with you. I, I can't really be into that trade. That it just really shows how the Dallas Mavericks are regretting letting letting Jalen Brunson walk. And I agree. I mean, I, I I see both sides in it, right? Like Jalen Brunson, he balled out. He was gonna get his bag. So either yeah. the Mavs are gonna give it to him or somebody else. The Knicks ended up, you know, ended up giving it to him. I can't even bl- blame Jalen. But as the Mavs, I mean, you got to look at that window, that championship window opportunity. I mean, you were in the Western Conference Finals and you got to go after, man. I mean, you got to go after. So I think that this move just really shows them like trying to, you know, crawl back to what they can get. But Kemba Walker is not Jalen Brunson. (laughs) At all. (laughs) At all. Exactly. (laughs) So uh, not not the greatest move for the Mavs, man. But hopefully, you know, that could free up Luka a little bit uh, because the because the Mavs have been struggling as of late sitting at that 10th seed, but, um, but we'll, we'll, we'll see what's to come to that. Now, nah, for sure. I mean, just a little things during the off season. I mean, they signed JaVel McGee. I don't want to go off topic, but JaVel McGee to a big contract, useless Christian Wood playing solid, but you know, the moves they brought in paying off right now. And the players that they have like Finney Smith and Reggie Bullock, they're just not hitting shots right now. So we'll see what's going on with Dallas. Man, we will see. We'll see. So let's go ahead and keep it pushing here, my brother. Uh, next one we got is Carl Anthony Towns, man. Expected to miss four to six weeks with right calf sprain. This is, I mean, you could look at this from a negative point of view, but you could also look at it from a positive point of view. Talk to me. What are you, what are you thinking about this? Is this good? Is this bad? What are you feeling? To be honest with you, I'm not the biggest Carl Anthony Towns fan. I'm not going to come in here biased. I, I just don't like how his actions is. But the injuries... You never want a player to be injured. You know, you always want these players 100%. Um, so with the Minnesota Timberwolves, right, with the trade of Rudy Gobert, I honestly think that's going to be one of the worst trades. It's going to happen. That trade is horrible at the moment, especially with all that draft capital. Like, how do you expect them to play together, Towns and Gobert? But now with Towns being out maybe uh, for a while, honestly, Maybe an like their offense could get going because you don't have those two players on the court anymore for a while. And the problem that it is going to be, right, if they start 
playing better basketball and they start winning more games. And then when Carthy Towns comes back, what are they going to do? Like, there, there's no way you're going to bench 200, $100 million players going to the bench. Like, you're, you're just not going to do it. So I feel like that's going to rely on coaching to figure that whole situation out. I mean, we're still early into the season. But for Carthy Towns, I'm happy it's only four to six weeks because if you looked at the replay and look at the stuff that, you know, what happened, it looked like he's going to be out for a long, long time. It looked more serious injury. So I'm happy that it's a calf injury, but this could be a positive thing for the Timberwolves more than anything, to be honest with you. That's man, how I feel about that. That's that's exactly how I feel about that. I think it's going to be positive, man, because uh, I'm not going to lie. I also was super down on that Rudy Gobert trade. I actually, you know, if, if for the family out there that's been that has been loyal Clutch Talk family, they know that when we did the uh, preseason uh, predictions, I had the Timberwolves sitting in the ninth seed. And the, my guests that I had on at the time roasted me. They were like, what? Like, the Timberwolves are ninth seed? Like, they were so good last year. Now they added a defensive player of the year. And I kept telling them, I don't see how Rudy Gobert and Cat is going to work. The league isn't the Twin Towers anymore. It's not the 2010 Lakers where you had Andrew Bynum and Paul Gasol. That's not how the league works anymore. The full, there won't be enough spacing. But nobody believed me, and now look what's going on. So that's why, I, while I never want to see a player hurt, I actually think this is going to be good for the Timberwolves because this is going to open up a lot of space for players like Jaden McDaniels to be able to step up as role players, players like uh, players like Anthony Edwards to be able to take it to the hoop. I mean, the the the, the paint was just so congested. Like, Carl Anthony Towns and Rudy Gobert are two, like, Real, oh, I mean, old-fashioned centers. Carlton Towns can take it out, but he naturally wants to go to the paint, and so does Rudy. And now you got Anthony Edwards with a congested paint trying to get to the hoop. That's what he do best, man. That's not going to work, yeah. man. So I, I'm, I, I think that I think that's just, this is going to be good for the Timberwolves, man. In a way, so. it, they got to stack up some W's too, man. I'm telling you, the West when it gets deep into the season, it's going to get it's going to get spooky. It's going to get better. A lot of teams are going to improve. Lakers, Warriors. Uh, Portland, when they get Dame back, like teams are gonna continue to get better, so they got to stack up these dubs now. They definitely got to stack up these dubs right now. They're sitting uh, one game behind the the Dallas Mavericks at the 11 seed, so yeah, they definitely got to get on that. Uh, and last little last little news segment here before we get on to our our next segment here, brother, is um, you know just kind of more of a shout out to LeBron, man. You know, on Friday he uh, passed Magic in the NBA uh, all time assist list, and now sitting in that sixth place. Uh, so I don't know if you know if you have any thoughts, but for me, you know, you know, that's my guy. So big shout outs to Brian. I right, listen. I'm probably gonna get some. I'm not gonna get hate. Maybe I may. I might. You know, when I was young, I was never a LeBron fan. I'm gonna be honest with you. Uh, just never really cared for that dude. But you gotta respect his greatness. And now that my favorite player is on the Lakers, I watch the Lakers every single night. And like, I'm just like, when you watch him, you're just in like, ah, like. He's really the greatest. And I was one of those people that was like, MJ's always going to be better. MJ's always going to be better. But how can you argue that, man? How Like, how can you argue? Look what LeBron James has accomplished. Like, look what he has done in his career. Like, says points. Like, it, it's incredible, man. So congratulations to the cult of the GOAT. And let's take this W today against the Wizards, baby. Man, that absolutely. That, that they hey, he doing his thing, but the Lakers you need to get it together though. So they definitely gotta they get do. this definitely, man. But all right, so let's go ahead and keep it pushing here, my brother. Let's get to the next segment here. And that is the up or down report. Um, I have some statements here for you, my brother. You let me know if you're up or down on it. We can, you know, discuss more if you want, or just keep let's it pushing. It. That's cool with you. Let's right, get let's, it. Let's get into it. First uh, statement that I got here is uh, you know, we're a quarter of a way into the season. And I think the you know the Cavs have really put to bed uh, that narrative of will it work or they got a small backcourt. In my opinion, I never had those narratives, but a lot of the media did. Um, and now I think there's serious contenders to make it out of the East, not a championship, but out of the East. Up or down, how are you feeling about that? So to be honest with you, man, so the Cavaliers are a great team. Um, they're 15 and eight. They're seven and three in their last 10 games. Um, obviously, they made the big move for Donovan Mitchell, teaming up with Garland and Jared Allen and uh, Mobley, right? The problem is with me, you got two teams that are better than them. You got the Milwaukee Bucks and you got the Boston Celtics. So to get out the East, you have to go against one of these top dogs. And I do want to say, right, the Cavaliers have beat the Boston Celtics in the season series so far 2-0, but they were close games. Um, but just for the fact that you have to go through these two teams, I don't think they're going to make it out the Eastern Conference. I love what they got. I love what they're building. Um, they also have six players in double digits averaging – well, double digits, obviously, in Levert, Kevin Love, Jared Allen, Mobley, Garland, Mitchell. They have depths. Um, I love Dean Wade. I love Sidney Osmond. I just don't know – 
these two teams, they're, they're going to be better than them. Like, Donovan Mitchell and Garland are going to have to put a master class every single game against these teams. And when you look at the Bucks, look at their wingspan. Giannis, Brooke Lopez, Bobby Portis. Like, even though these two teams could compete with them, the uh, Bucks they can spread out the floor. Uh, Mobley, you put Mobley and Allen on the team, like, play together, obviously they, they can do it. But in the playoffs, you know how it – they crunch down on the defensive end, and it. Um, so I, I, I don't know. I don't really got them. I love them. Man, I'm not gonna lie to you, brother. I, I have here. I have up. I'm not gonna lie to you. I was up on them, but as you were talking, because I mean, t- t- think about it. I mean, a contender to make it out of the East. I mean, one, only one team can make it out, and realistically. I love the Cavs, I, and that's why I even had him as up. I mean, Donovan Mitchell is a top three scorer in the fourth quarter right now in the NBA. Both Donovan Mitchell and Darius Garland are top five scorers out of the pick and roll right now in the league. We know how much they they use the pick and roll. They got shooters around them. You, you mentioned Mobley. You mentioned Jared Allen holding down the middle. Karis LeVert really is a professional scorer. Like He can go get a bucket at any time, right? Like a really slept on player. But at the end of the day, the Bucks might be bigger, better, and just have more experience. I mean, they got championship experience. The Celtics may not have championship experience with this roster, but they have experience of being there, man. They just played against the Warriors. So as much as I'm not going to lie, I, I changed my answer midway because you, you, I'm not going to lie, you had a good argument, my brother, because I had up, but realistically, there's no way I can see them beating a team that might be bigger, better, and have more experience when it comes late game. So I really wanted to go up, but I can't. I just can't. I can't go over the Bucks and Celtics. I, I did, and I do want to say one thing. And also, you're playing against the best player in the NBA, Giannis. That is true. So, that is true. That is true. That is true, man. All right, all right. I'm not gonna lie. I, I I go with you on that one. So I'll go down with you on that one for sure. So let's go ahead and keep it pushing. Um, funny that you talk about Giannis and being the best player. Um, here's the next statement. <laughs> this one I hear as a player is very similar to Giannis. Uh, Anthony Davis, man, had a 44-point double-double and got the win against the Bucks uh, just on Friday. And really, he's been stepping up as of late. Uh, my guy, up or down, is AD back? Right, this is not even a question. This is not even a debate. Anthony Davis is back, man. What a, I watch every single Lakers game, and from the beginning of the season – he wasn't getting much attempts in the fourth quarter when we needed him. Like, we just wasn't handing him the ball. He would take, like, two shot, three attempts in the fourth quarter. The last – even the last ten games, the Lakers are 7-3 and three in the last ten games. And the fact that we came into Milwaukee, that Chris Middleton came back, it's crazy that their second-best player wants to come back or third-best player, what do you want to say, against the Lakers. And AD said, you know what? Last year, got dominated by Giannis. Got baby. He came out, put 44 points, 10 rebounds, 4 assists, 18 for 27, 2 for 3 at the three-point line. The paint work, I'm not impressed of. What I'm impressed of is that you could tell his shot is in form. Like, it's in it's in a rhythm. Like, from 3, from the mid-range, like, that's what you like to see. Like, we know AD could dominate in the paint. But when he starts stepping out from the 3, starts making his mid-range, it's unstoppable, bro. He is back. 6 or 7 at the free throw line in 3 blocks. Hell yeah, my boy's back, man. AD is back, man. AD is back. I'm right there with you. I'm up. I mean, last 10. Look, if you want, we want to talk about last 10. 31 points per game, 15 rebounds, three assists, three blocks, two steals, 61% from the field, 85% from the free throw line. Last person to do this, my brother, was Shaq in the 99-2000 championship Lakers season. So honestly, AD is back. I want all arguments put to bed, all AD hate put to bed. I agree. After the bubble championship, he wasn't the same. Maybe when he got to the top, he experienced the top and then maybe got a little unmotivated. But whatever happened, he back now. So I want to hear, man, he put 44 on Giannis, um, put 37 and 21 against Aiton. Uh, he's doing he's doing his thing, man. So big shot. Let me say go ahead. Let me say one more thing. All right. Hold up. I know a lot of people want to say, oh, they're playing the San Antonio Spurs. They got no big men. He dropped Aiton off and he dropped Giannis off. And I do want to say that right now his points, he's averaging 27.2, best since 2018. And on, best man. ever for the field goal percentage, 57%. Come on. Come on, man. Come on, man. I don't think there's much of a debate, man. Come on. Hey, for the family at home, let us know in the comments, man. How do you feel about AD? Me me and my boy, we know he back. We know he back. So let us know in the comments down below how you feeling, man. But all right, let's go ahead and keep it pushing to the next statement that we have here. My brother, the Sacramento Kings, man, been lighting the beam up, sitting at 12 and 9. Okay, so here's my statement to you. Are you up or down on the Kings making the playoffs, but just straight making the playoffs? I'm talking about top six, brother, not playing top six. 
a good one because when I was writing my stuff down, I was like, they have a chance to make the play. In that sense of your question, no, I don't. When you look at the Western Conference, and yeah, I do want to give them credit, man. Like you said, they're twelve and nine in uh, the season so far, seven and three in their last ten. But when you look at the uh, Western Conference, right? You got the Phoenix Suns going to make the playoffs. The Nuggets, pretty sure they're going to make the playoffs. Pelicans, Memphis Warriors, Portland Clippers. That's one, two, three, four, five, six. That's seven teams already, mind you. You still got the Jazz. Jazz. Like I understand they fell off, whatever, but they they can compete. The Lakers. Compete. You got the Timbers, Dallas, and then the Kings. So what team is not making the playoffs? Like, the West is too competitive. Like, maybe cross out the Timbers. Maybe they don't figure it out. Maybe you cross out the Jazz. Cool, right? You still got Dallas. You still got the Lakers. Like, it's too deep, and I love what they've been doing. Shout out to Fox, the bonus, Monk, and Herder. It's not. They can't do it. Man, brother, I really wanted to say up. I really did, but I had to go down. I have here on my notes, uh, unfortunately, they're not a top six team, but I wouldn't be surprised if they were a seventh or eight seed in a close seventh or an eight, because like how you said, no way they're going to beat out the Nuggets, not the Suns, not the Grizzlies, probably not the Warriors, the Mavs, most likely not the Clippers, most like how you said, yeah. most likely not the Lakers. So unfortunately, they won't be a top six, but hey, man, don't be surprised if the Kings end up messing around making the play in and really make the playoffs like that would be nice to see. Not for sure. They they they're really really good. And Harrison Barr has been having an up and down season. So if he can step up a little bit, a little more consistency, man. Yeah, that, that may make the lifetime of a change. But all right, um, here we go, brother. Here's my last up or down statement for you. I mean, Kawhi Leonard, man, we know he missed the entire season last year with that knee injury, and now continues to miss time. Unfortunately, I took him in my fantasy, so I'm really feeling that. Ooh. But <laughs> are you up or are you down? on this issue being bigger than what we're being told because he missed the entire season last year with the knee injury and now still continues to miss time. Is this bigger than what we're being told? Nah, I think it's definitely bigger. What I want to say about it, right? They signed him to a four-year, $176 million contract, right? So far, I think this is his, I think this is fourth year coming in right now, or third year. He only played about 114 games in three years. That's Mind crazy. you, there's 82 games into a season. So just think about that, right? If you don't want to divide that, he plays 30 ga- 38 games average for the season. It's it's horrible, right? Um, Kawhi Leonard is a veteran. He's a champion. I feel like you can't disrespect him. I, like, I think he is going to be a Hall of Famer at the end of the day. But I feel like he just looks at this as a part-time. I, I'm just saying, like, he's having fun. He's It's a part-time job for him. Like, when they put out um restrictions, like um him, like load management, bro, how long have you been in the league for you to be in load management? Like it has to be done, bro. Play a full. It's I'm done with him. I'm over. I'm over Kawhi Leonard. This is a Paul George, Reggie Jackson team. I don't care about Kawhi Leonard no more. It's frustrating because they're so talented, so talented with the moves of John Wall, Zubats, Morris, Covington, and Norman Powell, and Kawhi Leonard's a missing piece, and he can't stay on the court. I'm over yeah. it. I'm over it. I'm my brother. I'm right there with you. I'm so over yeah. it, especially because I got him on fantasy and I just been losing on losing, just having to keep him in the IL spot. So yeah, honestly, um, super, super frustrated with Kawhi. And then I guess this is just like a one B question. And I know this is kind of sounds crazy. Might be a hot take, but I mean, will Kawhi ever be the same? Will Kawhi ever be Toronto Raptors Kawhi ever again? I don't think so. Nah, nah, never. I don't think. Okay, I'm, I don't think. And so. I, I want think, Argue that in the comment section. You never, please, I would love yeah. for the debate. Please, please. Let us know. Let us know. Is Kawhi Leonard ever going to be the same? Is he going to be Toronto rapper? Because I think that was the best Kawhi we've ever seen, right? So is he ever going to get back to that? Let us know in the comment section down below, man. Let us know. That's crazy. But me, me and my brother, we both think no. So um, let us, let us know if you think otherwise. But let's keep it pushing here, brother. Uh, next segment that we got is fill in the blank. Um, and I'm going to say a statement. And then, uh, you know, you just give your opinion and fill, fill in that blank. And that's based on this season so far. So uh, let's go ahead and get into it, brother. The best duo in the league is? Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown. Come on, man. Come on, man. And let me just say something. Jason Tatum's average is about 30. Brown's average is about 27 points. They're 18 and 5. Who's stopping them, bro? <laughs> Who's stopping I w- them? I was going to put, it was a Garland and Mitchell's up there, but Tatum and Brown are just a little bit better. Absolutely, bro. I when when I wrote this question out, boom, just immediately wrote the question. They're dominating, dog. I mean, we're talking about the last 10, they're both averaging 28 plus on 45% from the field or better, both averaging 85% from the free throw line or better. 
come on, dog. Like the Celtics are on a roll right now. And I mean, Jalen Brown just went for 37 against the Heat. Come on. I know. As the second, like, like what other, what, what second option do you know going for 40? I don't know too many other second options going for 40. Unless, unless you want to talk about the Lakers, AD uh, okay. and LeBron. Okay. 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 Unless you want to okay. talk about that. <laughs> But the reason why I didn't put them too, LeBron been hurt too much. Yeah, nah, he, he yeah. but he's not the same. Though. I feel, I feel like you nah, take yeah. you take LeBron at this age and AD at the. I mean, LeBron right now, a Le, LeBron right now and AD right now versus Tatum and Brown right now. I'm taking Tatum and Brown right now. Yeah. as much as I love the Lakers and love Brown, come on, easily, come on, easily, come easily. on. All right, let's keep it pushing, brother. Uh, this is when we were talking about a little bit off camera. Uh, most slept on player in the league is. I'm gonna go Desmond Bain. I'm just gonna go with it. All right, listen. I feel like that. I didn't want to choose him. I'm not going to lie because I feel like people know who Desmond Main is. You know, he showed himself in the playoffs the last few years, you know, stuff like that. But what he has done so far this season is incredible. Like, I feel like averaging 20-plus points a game with great shooting percentage, uh, it's, it's unfortunate that he's injured because I feel like he could continue this playing great basketball. You know, they're missing him. Memphis needs him. They really do need him. I'm not going to lie. You know, Memphis is not playing out like – they usually play like I still think they're really, really good. But with Bain being there, having a breakout year, most points throughout his whole career so far. It's a short career, but gotta go with Desmond. Bain. That's the dude, man. He's pulling from anywhere right now. He, anywhere, anywhere, man. dog. Yeah, no, I'm right there. I, I mean, look, I, I'm not gonna lie. I don't have Desmond Bain, but I'm right there with you as far as being slept on, bro. I mean, one thing I, I've talked about when I've talked about Desmond Bain before, he's a big reason Jaws able to get to the hoop like this because Jaw blows by his defender. Help defender is not gonna risk getting off Desmond Bain to go help Ja and go cut him off because Ja's gonna hit him and we know that's knockdown, knockdown, knockdown every time. So Money. I mean, if you if you think about it, he's a big, a huge reason that the the Grizzlies are even able to have half the success they have in Ja as well, man. So definitely, cool. um, definitely, definitely, I got I, I agree with Desmond Bain, but I went I went a different direction, my brother. I went with Bobby Portis. I'm not gonna lie, I went with Bobby Portis because I feel like most people know him. For his hustle, right? But I think he's a big part, a big reason why the Bucks are even able to be dominant. I mean, he's a big that can stretch the floor. He allow he allows the Bucks to be able to run a smaller lineup and have him be able to stay with guards. He's a consistent double double threat right now, averaging fourteen points and ten rebounds. So I think Bobby Portis needs to needs to get some more love, man. I know I know he get love in Milwaukee, but he need to get love at other places. Bro, I love Bobby Portis. I love it. I love him. Man, shout out Bobby. Shout out Bobby, man. But all right, brother, next next uh, statement that we got here for filling the blank is the most exciting player to watch on a nightly basis is? I feel like we uh, Memphis. Going, I'm going with John Morant. That's just personally me. I have him in my fantasy team. And, dude, it's just stuff that he can pull off. Like, I mean, he's just doing this, 360, <laughs> like dunking over seven feet. He's just exciting to me. Like, he's incredible. I got it. Oh, my. You know why I like him so much? Like I said in the beginning of the intro, Russell Westbrook's my favorite player, and he reminds me of old Russell Westbrook back in the day when Russ is just dunking on people, attacking the rim. Most excited player, Ja Morant. Man, brother, I cannot agree with you anymore. It's so like when you watch Ja, you you don't know what's gonna happen next. Like a lot of times, like all right, it might be a jumper. All of a sudden, he just springboards off the ground and just yeah. flying in air. Or like the other day when 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 he went up, had it right here. All of a sudden, it had hang time to bring it down and wrap cradle it. Like that's crazy. You don't see that on a regular basis, dog. So yeah, insane. Absolutely, John Morant is the most exciting player on the nightly basis. Um, here we go. Next one we got, my brother, is – this one's good right here. The best team in the league is – I'm going Boston Celtics once again. I'm sorry. Listen, and they're going to get better. Let me say that. They are going to get better with Rob Williams coming back, who is a lot of threat, who is protect- – one of the – up there with Miles Turner, Rudy Gobert, Giannis, and protecting the rim and stuff like that. They, I believe they have the number one offense in the NBA – one thing they're lacking at the moment is defense. I was looking at their defensive rating and stuff like that. They're not nowhere near top 10, which is surprisingly. Maybe adding Robert Williams is going to help that. But when you have the two best players right now, Bond and Tatum and Brown, and we haven't even talked about Brogdon, Marcus Smart, Al Horford. They play as a unit. They play as a team. And honestly, I thought they were going to fall off a little bit with the head coaching. Not at all. You know, that whole situation happened during the offseason. They got to be the best team in the league right now. It's still early. But maybe the Bucks take over them sooner or later when Middleton gets 100%, but got to go Boston. Man, brother, look, yes, yesterday when I'm working on this, I go, I put Bucks. Wait, no, Celtics. 
Um, no, Bray Buck. And I keep going back and forth. So, I mean, it is between Bucks and Celtics, but ultimately, I agree with you. I have to go with the Celtics. If we're talking about right now, Chris Middleton just came back. I mean, you know, I'm yeah. sure he'll, he'll, I'm sure he'll get into Chris Middleton form. Um, I mean, well, if you would have asked me this question last season in the playoffs, I would have easily said Bucks, right? But in that, and I mean, when Chris Middleton was healthy, but now knowing Chris Middleton's coming off injury, seeing what the Celtics are doing, especially the way the Celtics are rolling, man. I mean, I also thought that that coaching was going to take a hit on them. I was like, man, the Celtics are, we're just ready to win a championship. Now it's just yeah. going to be all messiness. No, they right there where they left off and might mess around and be better because they got more motivation in a way. So I'm right there with you, brother. I got to go with the Celtics as the best team in the league, man. But um, all right, here we go, brother. This, this this one's a little funny one. Uh, let me know. Let me know, brother. Who is the player that complains the most in the NBA? Listen, you are not going to like this one, man. It, I'm go, can I go? Is it one player or two? You can give me two. Give me two. LeBron James. That's what I'm going with. Listen, LeBron, he has a little excuse, right? He doesn't get foul calls at all. He does mm-hmm. not get foul calls at all. But he complains a lot. Like it, 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 it's to a point where it's just like, bro, get back on just get back, bro. Just get get back. back. (laughs) They're not calling it. You know what I'm saying? They're not calling it. Just go. And and with Luca, complains about everything. He's in the rest space. He's doing. He's a. He's he's a crybaby. He's a crybaby. He's talented. We give it to him. But bro, if he doesn't get a call of him getting tapped like this, he's in a rest face, whining, like doing all this stuff. And mind you, the, t- the day he scored, he's still on the call, bro. So best to play to LeBron and Luka. It's up there, man. Absolutely, bro. Oh, my goodness. I I, I was if – I, if I could have put two, I would have put two. But because I had to go one, I had to pick LeBron. I mean, I, 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 you know, I watch LeBron all the time, so I get to see it. But – Boy, he complains so much. And I agree. Sometimes it's like, brother, just get back. Like they, that, That's not going to happen. Or, yeah, Luca too, man. So I'm, I'm right there with you. Both of those guys are top-tier complainers. <laughs> top-tier. But, all right, brother, here's the last question. Now, this one's a good one, all right? So I'm going to ask you this. I'm going to ask you, like, two parts of this question, okay? So the bet, I want you to let me know first who the best player in the league is, just overall player. Like, if you was, if you was running and you had four, you had to pick up one more, and you got all the league to pick. Let me know. And then after you answer that, let me know is now for MVP this season, does that change your answer? Okay. I got you. So I don't want to be boring and basic, but I feel like I have to choose the same player, man. And it's up to debate right now with Luca and Don, uh, Luca and Giannis, but I'm going to go with Gian- I'm going to go basic. I'm going to go with, I'm going Giannis, the best player in the NBA. And I think he's going to win another MVP. Um, Luca, on it right now, I think he's gonna win another one. The problem with Luca, his teammate doing good, like the record wise is not up there right now, up to par. Giannis is second place right now, and he's balling. But the reason why I think he's the best player in the NBA right now, he's up there for the defense player of the year candidate, the MVP candidate, and the scoring title candidate right now. When you are in those top three, averaging about 31 points a game, 11 rebounds, first points, uh, first in points per game in the paint with 19.7. Fourth and second chance points. I mean, the last six games, he put up 40, 37, 30, 38, 36, 37. Name a player that's consistently doing that with a winning record right now. Please. There's, there, there is nobody. Giannis is the best player in the league. But my brother, unfortunately, I don't think he's going to win the MVP this year. I think it's got to be Luka. It's got to be Luka. All right. You know, listen, right? MVPs, they don't like to give MVPs, you know, consistently to the same player over and over. So they want to make it exciting. If you want to say Luca, we can go with Tatum. Oh, but but uh, but but is Tatum having a better season? Than Luka? He's winning more. But I mean, the way Luca is balling now. I mean, he started the season averaging thirty six points per game, and now, according to the season, only dropped off three points, still averaging thirty three points per game. I get it. The Mavs are a rolled Luca ankle away from being the bottom feeder of the league, but. Don't you think that the same way that that carried weight with Jokic, like, oh, when, when it was Jokic and Embiid, Jokic and Embiid, and they were like, no, well, Jokic didn't have Jamal Murray, and he still did this with them. Shouldn't Luka get that same love and same respect? Because the Dallas Mavericks would be the worst team in the league without Luka. Oh, terrible, terrible. I, but we know, how, we know how the NBA operates. Um, even though there's so many players that should have won MVP, it doesn't happen. Like, it's, mm-hmm. it's unfortunate. Like, yo, he got written. Like, I don't want to say the word rigged, but – 
a lot of stuff does happen. I'd be like, you question like <laughs> how, like, how man. So the reason Luca's having a better year, like it, it, at the end of the day, winning matters, and yes. they're eighteen and five. Luca is, is here. You know what I'm saying? So I'm okay. I, Okay. okay. Right. I like it. I like it. So, so, so then let me ask you this then, brother. So then if you had to make a top three, you would have Giannis, Tatum, and then Luca. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's crazy. I feel you. No, I feel but, you, but that's not a bad answer because Tatum is, he's doing similar to what uh, Luca is individually, but winning. But winning. But winning. Exactly. exactly. But winning. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I, I, I totally get that, my brother. I totally get that. But all right, man. So that, so that, you know, that's for the family. Let us know in the comment section down below. Who is your MVP so far? I know we only quarter of a way into the season, but who is your MVP? Who's the best player in the league? Uh, I did think about going Kevin Durant. I'm not going to lie. This is for as far as just like, you know, talent-wise, but... Talent-wise, he's a bucket. But, but nobody beating out Giannis right now. So, no. <laughs> so that, that, that's exactly what we go with. But all right, brother. Um, here we have the underrated or overrated segment. Uh, I have seven players here listed for you, my brother. And what I'm going to go ahead and do is I'm going to list off uh, some of these players and you just let me know, you know, if they're underrated or overrated, you know, we don't got to go into crazy stats, but just talk about how they've been playing this season. Gotcha. All right, let's get, let's get into it, brother. The first player that I got here, brother is Karis Levert overrated or underrated. Overrated, underrated. Ooh, that's a good one. Um, I go underrated, I guess. I, I go underrated. underrated. Yeah, I got underrated. 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 Too. Yep, he's a yep, he's yep. a professional scorer, man. I mean, big part of what allows the Cavs to be able to rest Donovan Mitchell and Darius Garland. Exactly. On the edge, so right there with you. All right, let's keep it pushing here, brother. Let's get let's talk about Jeremy Grant. Underrated or overrated? So this one's gonna be odd take. I think I think he's overrated. Ooh. Now let me explain. Let me explain. Okay, so. Right now, he's having a good year, right? Tell me why he's having a good year. Who's missing right now? Dame. Dame is, Dame is out, right? When, he, when Grant was on the Pistons, right, his numbers were good, right? I feel like Grant cannot play with another superstar. And the reason why I want to say that, look at Denver Nuggets, Grant. He had Jokic, and what was he doing? His stats were mediocre, like very mid. Now, mind you, I do want to say Jokic takes majority of the shots and does everything for the team. But the reason why the Nuggets brought him in is because they wanted him to. T- if he played how he's playing now in Portland during that season, are they going far? Let's be honest. I think that team is going far. With, I think Jamal Murray was healthy that year yeah. with, with, with Porter. But he did not step up to the plate. And I love what he's doing right now. But once again, their main player, their main ball handler, their main score is out. So I'm going to go overrated. Man, I, I I like that, brother. I like that, and, I, and that's and that's and that's a good perspective to look at it from. Because I'm not gonna lie, I definitely did not look at it from that perspective. I went the other way. I went with underrated because yeah, he's been you know balling out as of late. You know, twenty as 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 like a, a second or third option. Like he might even mess around and be the fourth option on that team. They're averaging twenty two points per game, five rebounds on forty seven percent, both from the field and three point line. Uh, and I mean. The numbers he's been putting up, man. I mean, I've I've seen some people get some All Star games with some twenty two points per game. So I'm not saying he's an All Star, but you know, some All Star light numbers. But I do like that what you said, brother, because that is a that and that is true. You know, the history never lies. You know, we 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 could men lie, women lie, numbers don't, facts don't, man. So when we look at that, he hasn't won with a true superstar, man. So let's see, and and if that's the case, then he's overrated. Because if you're not winning, what are you doing for me? Don't yeah, be exactly. A, don't be a Rudy Gobert ass player. And and that could change. That could change. It could change. So, okay. All right. All right. Here we go, brother. All right. Now the next one we got is Bradley Beal. Overrated. 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 Really? Bradley Beal is the most overrated player in the NBA right now. Yo, the reason why I feel like yo, listen, the Wizards. Are, I'm yo, listen. I I'm saying the reason why. Okay, right. When you look at the Washington Wizards, right? What does he provide? And what does he provide more than scoring, right? Does he help his team win? I just want – does he help his team win? No, not really. Besides scoring, okay. no. Exactly, right? Okay. Now, listen, we could talk about uh situation, right? You want to get paid. We understand that. You want to take care of your family, your kids, this and that, right? But sometimes – and I'm not saying take a pay cut at all. He continues to say, I want to win in D.C. I want to win in D.C. You want to win in D.C., get your GM some money to offer some – Money to other players so you can join up. Kyle Kuzma is not cutting it. Um, the team that they have, Porzingis, not cutting it. Like the team is not good enough. This team is gonna be 
not even a playing team, personally, in my opinion. The team is just not good at all. He's the most overrated player in the game. And I noticed that when I was watching Russ with the Wizards a lot. Um, he just Bucket-wise, give it to Bradley Bill. Team-wise, helping your team win, not at all. Overrated. Brother, you – okay, so let, let me – I got to give you some background story into this. So the other day, I'm at work, right? One of my, one of my work homies, so shout out my homie Mike, he was like, how you feel about Bradley Bill? And, I, you know, just – Kind of, I was like, oh, he's a bucket, you know, he's a bucket, just kind of, you know, just casually talking. And he's like, man, he's kind of overrated. And then I'm like, what? He's overrated. And I'm listening to him talk and I'm like, huh, he kind of making sense right now. So then, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm putting the episode together and then I'm starting to look at Bradley Beal's numbers. And I'm like, he really is overrated. Because <laughs> overrated. what I think about, what I think about is when I hear, when I hear the name Bradley Beal, I, pe- well, I think of people putting him in the same light as Devin Booker. As a uh, 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 Donovan Mitchell, as 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 those types of players, but he's not on that level at all. Oh. Actually, like he's a good player. Don't get me wrong; he puts up good numbers right now, putting up twenty four points per game, four rebounds, five assists. But to be on the Wizards as the number one option, and I'm not on. Don't get me wrong; twenty to score two points in the NBA is hard. <laughs> but to be the number one option on a losing team, to where oh, they're, they're giving you the ball, they're saying go score. Why are you not putting up a 30 piece? And and, and if you're not going to put up a 30 piece, why are you not putting up a double double, a triple double, or something like that? 24 points per game. Mind you, Jeremy Grant, who we just talked about before, is averaging two less points as a third or fourth option on the team. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, and, and they're winning more than the Wizards. So, man, honestly, I got to give a shout out to not, not, not you. Shout, shout out to homie Mike because y'all, you know, I, I feel like that one, that one uh, commercial, it's like, I can see clearly now the rain is gone. You know what I'm saying, my boy? Because I really thought Bradley Beal was that guy, but he's not. He's a bucket. He's a bucket, but he's not a winner. And if you're not winning in this league, what are you doing for me? So you're overrated. Exactly. I'm right exactly. there with you. I love that you said that. That's crazy. That is crazy. All right, my brother, let's keep pushing here. Uh, next player that we got here is Jalen Brunson. Overrated or underrated? Underrated. Underrated? underrated? Whoa. Brother, I'm not going to lie. I went overrated. No, let, let, me, let me tell you why. Look, in my opinion, he's not a number one guy. And the Knicks paid him like he is a number one guy. So far, I mean, this season, I know it's early into the season, 21 points per game, six rebounds. Those are good role player numbers, not your starting point guards numbers. And it, and it's not even like he's – you know, out here setting up Randall, setting up RJ, setting up his whole team. He's only got those six assists, uh, which, again, I don't want to speak to lightly. Anything being in the NBA is massively in, uh, uh, incredible. But I think that to get paid like a number one guy, he had hype over this offseason. Like, he was going to fix the Knicks. Like, the Knicks was going to be right back in the playoffs. Is the Knicks really that much better than they were when 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 they had that run with Julius Randall a couple years ago? Well, I can say, but, okay, I, I agree with what you're saying. Like the Knicks' problem was though, they only brought in Brunson, right? They didn't bring they they kept their roster and only brought in Brunson. Their roster from last season was good at all. So they they it's really on the Knicks front office. You already know they're not the greatest, right? They they want any superstar on their team, any star. They just gonna be like throwing money out to them because they just want tickets. So they want players on their team. I get it, but it's not constructed constructed well at all. So like. Brunson is doing is keeping them at like upflow at least at the moment. He's keeping them upflow. I understand the season that Julius Randle had a few years ago when they made that playoff run in the first round and played Atlanta was incredible. And I also want to say that Julius Randle isn't the same person as he was a few years ago. So just imagine if Randle was playing like how he's playing, how uh, Brunson's playing right now. Um, and I do want to say going back to the Dallas Maverick situation. Look what I look Dallas. Look what Dallas is at right now without. Um, uh, J- Brunson right now. Like, look at them. They're they're not really that great. Like, it's a huge, huge loss that they, you know, uh, they took. Like, so either way, I really could go either way with it, but I'm just going to go underrated. I like what he brings to this next team and constructed wise better a little bit. This team can actually do something. I'm, I, I can tell you that. I like that. I, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I like that. They should have brought Jalen Brunson and someone else. And RJ Barrett's having a horrible season. He is. He is struggling. He is struggling. I'm not going to lie. He is having a hard season. <laughs> so, just think about that. If R.J. Barrett plays a little bit better, if Julius Randle just plays a little bit how he was playing a few years ago, people will talk about the Knicks a little bit different. Man. I, hey, man, if Julius Randle get it, get it going again, I'll be happy. I got him on my fantasy, man. So, I'll be happy if we can get him going. So, 
right, brother, let's get to uh, the next player here. Kevin Herter, man. Going from the Hawks to the Kings. Overrated or underrated? That's easy for me. That's underrated. Underrated, man. man. Come on, man. I I don't even – I don't got to say nothing else. He's underrated. If you watch the Kings and you see what you he know, does. You know why. Exactly. You know why. Exactly. Let's, let's keep it pushing, my brother. Exactly. All right. These uh, Now, these are the last two players. I'm going to just say them both. We can talk about them um, if you want. Ben Simmons and Kyrie Irving. Ben Simmons. <sighs> okay. Let's talk about Ben Simmons' season. This, right, season. this season. This season. Yeah. Not career. Okay, okay, okay. Ben's right, let me go to Kyrie Irving. Hold on, let me go to go, Kyrie. Yeah, go to go to go to Kyrie. You good? Kyrie Irving the last few years has been a toxic to this his the locker room. Absolutely. Has been a distraction for his whole team. Absolutely. Um even on the court, is he making his team better? Is he making his team win games right now? No, they're not no, like not. at all. And like I don't want to compare Bradley Bill and Urban. Like in a way, they're kind of similar because like Times better. Let's get that straight. Skill wise, he's a bucket. We get that, right? But like, Irvin putting buckets up. He's just putting buckets up. And you can't say that the Nets team is bad because they have the players. They got to just figure it out how to play together. You know, with Warren, Royce O'Neal, the team constructed is on paper at least is solid, but they just can't get it together with a Seth Curry or Joe Harris and stuff like that. But if you ain't helping your team win, you're making distractions. Um, you're talking about you're going to retire and stuff like that. Like, you know, missing games because you're on a Zoom call with other. This, yeah, I, I'm yeah, I'm right there with you for, for Kyrie, bro. Like I those these are the number two players in the NBA. I can't stand like I can't stand these guys. They're prima donna attitude. They're uh, they feel like they're privileged. Absolutely everything. But for the people out there who love Kyrie, don't get me wrong. Kyrie is a freaking baller like and Ben Simmons is a good basketball player too I don't think he's nearly as good as Kyrie but um Kyrie is like an elite elite baller and if you were to focus on ball he could really be one of the best point guards in the league but the issue is he doesn't focus on ball he does literally everything besides focus on ball and I agree brother if you're just bringing distractions I don't care how good you are like I really don't care how good you are if you're just yeah. bringing distractions to a team that already has Kevin Durant, a big distraction himself. He's always getting into something. And who also has Ben Simmons, another huge distraction. You're just going to add fuel to the fire. Yeah. Honestly, I'm through with Kyrie. Overrated. Like, like, I know it's crazy to say, like, bro, Kyrie's overrated. Like, because he's great, but he's played 16 games this season. And the games that he's played, he's been distraction. So, yeah. And the fact that they had a Harden, Durant, and Irvin, and the fact that they couldn't make it work out just shows a lot. We don't know his character either off the court. I'm pretty sure his character off the court is probably like, I don't like, don't talk. Like, I don't want to talk to Kyrie Irvin. I, I just, I just, he just feels like one of those dudes that just, man, like, bro, I mean, like, but I mean, look, like, honestly, Cavs, when he was on the Cavs, it was an issue. When he was on the uh, Celtics, it was an issue. Now he's on the Nets. It's an issue. There's what? There's only one common denominator between all of these situations. Kyrie Irving. <laughs> so come exactly. on, man. Come on. But all right, now Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons. Now for him, one, how do you feel? To be honest with you, right? I feel like Ben Simmons started off slow, but we kind of expected that, you know, with the back injury and him missing a lot of time. But he has been playing honestly better, you know. So for this season and for the games that has been played, I'm gonna go. Bro, um, under- I'm going underrated just for like the fact that the beginning of the year, did we really expect Ben Simmons to come out and start balling like he was in Philly? Like, old Ben, like, was you really expecting that with the time missed, the back injuries, and stuff like that? But lately, watch the Nets and watch what he's doing. You could tell that he's getting back to his old, I'm not gonna say old self, his old self was he was <laughs> he wasn't scared to go for a lamb and go for a dunk. <laughs> But but I can tell you this. You can tell, like, he's getting back to the groove of playing basketball again and getting used to his team. So, for the fact of just right now, I think he's underrated. But that can change in the flip because Ben Simmons – like, Ben Simmons, we already know what's going on. Like, Ben Simmons is Ben Simmons. Like, you yeah. laugh at him. You laugh you, – you, yeah, you, let him, you have to laugh yeah. at him. From for, – for as far as answering the question, I have to be real and say he has been getting better as of late. And you're right. I can't. I, I can't sit there and expect Philly Ben, but like, I don't. Maybe. Maybe I just. I just don't like the guy because I just. He's just to me like 
we were talking about a, a once all-star averaging eight points, five, five, five assists and six rebounds. Again, not you know, impressive to do one point in NBA, but ah, Ben Simmons and still with the not like in able to shoot. And, and that, and, and that's my biggest thing. Like you don't even need to be Stephen Curry. You don't yeah. even need to do that. You like Stephen Curry is one of one. You don't even need to do that. You don't even need to be Kevin Herter, like knocking down 45%. But you gotta at least keep the defense guessing and try it, right? Like Giannis, remember people used to clown Giannis. One, two, three. Yeah, yeah. He didn't go cry. He went and got in the gym. You know what I'm saying? He got better. So he he got, got better. better. He got better. And that, and I don't understand why Ben Simmons is so opposed to that. And that's what pisses me off. And like you get paid millions of dollars to get better at this, and now people are calling you out for it. You're gonna cry about it and not play. Yeah. Like I'm looking on Basketball Reference right now, brother, and it literally says. For the 2001-2022 seasons, did not play in the parentheses. Hold out. This dude held out, bro. Come on, bro. This is his job. <laughs> like, what if I just held out for my job? What if I was yeah. like, yo, I'm just not coming tomorrow. Uh, I'm just going to stay right here. I don't like the way y'all talk to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, come on. Exactly. Overrated. He's, he's, he's pathetic. But, yeah, I, I once go overrated, but I've I seen the approved play of him. And, like I said, we're only, like, 19, like, 23 games into the year. So, I either either way you could go. Yeah. Either way. Okay. I like that. I like that. All right, brother. So then let's get to our last segment here as we, you know, start to wrap the show up, my brother. And that is uh winners and losers of the week. Uh, you can give me a player, a team, an organization, uh, as far as a winner and a loser. Do you, you want to go ahead and go first, brother? Let's get it. Okay. So I can choose whatever. I got to go with the Lakers and Anthony Davis. We got to like, like I said earlier, they're seven and three in their last 10. Um, you could tell Darvin Ham is, you know, the game against the Pacers, just, I just want to talk about that briefly, that was on him. He knew that. You could tell the team was just, like, very, very mad about that loss. They came out against a Milwaukee Bucks team and said, you know what? And, and the game before that, too, they played Trailblazers. Even no Dame, they're still a solid team. Like, when you watch the Los Angeles Lakers, like, they will lose those type of games because that's just who the Lakers were. You know, it's like, they will lose a game against the Spurs. They will lose a game against one of the worst teams in the league. Like, that's just – they're – that's how the Lakers play. So the fact that they're coming in, they're playing better basketball. Darvin Hayes, you could tell that he's getting used to the rotations. I feel like that was one of the problems is he didn't know how to operate the rotations. Um, Anthony Davis is playing MVP basketball. If they continue to play good basketball, it would continue to prove their record. Put him in the MVP conversation, he continues to play like that. Um, you could tell Russell Westbrook, you know, he's getting into his groove again, coming off the bench. So I'm going to give a shout out to the Lakers, winner of the week. And um, uh, Darvin, that whole team, I just got to give it to them. Darvin, him, Lakers, Anthony Davis, I, you got to give it to them credit because they started off rough. They was like, the, the world's over, the trade, and look what they're doing now. They're proving and proving. Hopefully get the W today. Man, yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you, brother. For as far as winner, absolutely got to be Anthony Davis or just the Lakers organization. Uh, yeah, <laughs> at the start of the season, people literally thought like, oh, trade Anthony Davis, he sucks now. And it's just like, come on, take a, take a chill pill, relax. Anthony Davis is back. I mean, we talked about, you know, the 44-point double-double, the 37 points against Yaden, um, you know, them, them being really playing winning basketball as of late. So absolutely he's got to be AD in the Lakers. Um, and then as far as losers, who you got, brother? Losers, man. Listen, I feel like we talked about in the episode. Dallas is a team that's frustrating to me because they're they could be really good. They really could be good. As soon as these players start knocking down shots, like even though they can have a winning record, right? Like a winning last like ten games, whatever. They can have a positive, whatever winning record. It's the fact that they're losing games that we know they should not be losing. I believe they lost to the Detroit Pistons because Maxi Kleby, Kleby, where is? Maxi Cleveland, whatever his name is, <laughs> going there at the rim, just like missing an easy layup. I'm just like, I'm watching this, and I'm just like, you could tell this team, attitude is just, it, it's not the greatest. He's he's frustrated. He's tired of losing. And then they bring in Kimball Walker. Like, that's an L, <laughs> just a low. <laughs> Bringing in Kimball Walker is just being an L alone right there, thinking everything's going to change. And then a report wants to come out that he's not even healthy. Like, that has to be the biggest L for me, just – Adding Kimball Walker and you losing to the Detroit Pistons that doesn't even have a Cade on your team has to make you an L. Man. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to lie. That almost, that, that almost switched my answer because that has to be an L, man. Like, I mean, Lucas probably looking at him like, bro, what, what, what is Kimball going to do for me, bro? Come on, man. So that that's definitely an L. But for my loser, I'm going another direction, brother. I'm going with the Spurs right now. They're sitting at a 10-game losing streak right now. It's longest in the NBA. 
Uh, that's honestly just straight up embarrassing. I mean, you got to have some pride, man. Ten games, ten games to lose in a row. And <laughs> NBA teams, like, I, and I talk about this all the time, like NBA teams, usually if they make one mistake one night, that next night they're going to be so on point with that mistake that they're going to, like, be so good. And that's why, they you know, they really go up and down. It's just really concentration and focus. You cannot tell me you're concentrating and you're losing 10 games unless you're concentrating <laughs> on trying to tank. There's no way, yeah. man. Come on. But I, I do want to say, though, they had to play the Lakers in that stretch of, I believe, three games in a row. Yeah. Three and Lakers, yeah. Lakers, gave, Lakers gave him that one. <laughs> so, but seven games, seven games is still unacceptable. Seven games, even going against the team three times, be like, okay, Lakers win one game. And you lose two games, but there's no way you lose that third one, you know? Yeah. But you know who they're going for, <laughs> you man. Know, you know who they're going for. They're going I, for you know, with his arms like this, man. Victor Vassell and Keldon Johnson. That team might be some nasty, man. Greg Popovich might have to coach it. Greg Greg might have to coach to lead like a honey if that's the case. Yeah, man. I know, man. So I yeah, yeah, 10 losses in a row. Like 10 losses is just insane. It's it's sick, man. That's yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, I'm right there with you, but all right, brother. Um, I think this is a good place for us to go ahead and start to wrap it up here, man. I mean, we had a fun, fun, exciting episode. Uh, we know we had our our um our up or down report. We had our new segment, fill in the blank, you know, underrated, overrated. And then we ended up, you know, with some winners and uh, winners and losers of the week, man. Uh, but brother, before we get out of here, do you got any last words that you want to uh, say before we uh, get up out of here? So listen, man, great episode. Uh, expect more to come. Um, I honestly think it's going to be like a daily thing. Get this, uh, get this stuff pumping. Uh, I also do YouTube myself. I'm, a, I'm, I'm on TikTok too. Top notch, hot takes. You want to go check that out. I do funny content, but Besides that type of stuff, man, I'm excited for this journey, wherever this takes us, man. Um, and just trying to have fun with it. I love basketball. I love sports in general. And make sure you go subscribe to Clutch Talk. Let's let's get him up there, too. Um, follow everybody's social media. You have your stuff in your links or anything? Like yes, sir. Everything will be in the description down below. And for, and for, and for all your like all your channel, all TikToks, everything will be in the description down below, man. Definitely go check out Top Notch uh, on TikTok, YouTube, man, everywhere, man, because he's definitely put, uh, putting out that Russell Westbrook content, man. Y'all go check him out, man. <laughs> hey, yo, if you want to see a little, little, I don't want to say a little toxic or a little fun side of me, man, the TikTok is where it's at. <laughs> <laughs> man, hey, y'all go check out my boy on TikTok, man. Don't man, don't lag on that, man. I'll make sure everybody check him out, man. But for sure, for sure. But all right, man. So uh if that's it, then we out of here, y'all. Clutch talk out. Peace. Oh.